Hockey season is coming up, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great 22-23 hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey coming up by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink in November. All right. Arms of an angel. Well, we can say that for both our teams. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes for Roughing. It's the Prussian edition. Let's go. Miley Grando and me, the prospector. Howdy, y'all. It, it seems to me that what we said last week, you can probably figure out what happened. Um, all I'm gonna say, well, no, I'm gonna say that because I got, I have a whole little rant I want to go on. So, um, I guess let's talk about Fed playoffs first. So, because Mark, um, those were absolute slaughters. I look even okay. I don't know who actually. So okay, the two con, the two uh, Empire Division series, those were slaughters. That's outright. There yeah. was nothing close. We're talking. Uh, in the in the two games, the differentials were a total of minus. So in Birmingham and yeah, no, not Birmingham, Binghamton, Watertown, it was minus nine, which ain't that. That's not that's the least of the two. And the Elmira Danbury series, it was minus eleven <laughs> in two games. Um, first game of Columbus Murray City wasn't too bad. It was two to one Columbus. Like okay, you know they, they played well, and then they got the Columbus, and then Columbus decided to gobsmack them up and down the ice. We're talking seven to two loss. The yeah, one like, series that uh, felt kind of close was Carolina Port Huron. That was and only you, negative four. And guess what? I said I said I said there's a chance Port Huron can kind of go out against uh, Carolina. Well, they, they they tried they to push did. The three. they tried to push it to three in overtime, but Carolina won it. And now we're at the point where we're like, okay, this is what we expected. Yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, it was something. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of, it, it kind of, there's not a lot to talk about because everyone kind of predicted like the winner of every, all these series because it was super easy to see who was going to be the winner of all these. But series. now, okay, but now we're, but now we're in a really interesting scenario. So, this weekend we have Danbury versus Binghamton. Right. Who the heck is going to win this? Like, I have a good idea. Danbury. <laughs> yeah, like Danbury seems to be the one who's in in the edge here, but it's not impossible for Binghamton to cause a shock. It's not impossible. I'm not. You know, they're not that much worse. They're not that. Danbury's not that much better than Binghamton. Yeah, it, it's, it's just not, it, it, it's especially with game one being in Binghamton. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of hurts. That that's a real good opportunity for Binghamton to try to strike first, get the one nothing seriously. They can do that. They can they'll have a chance to actually win the series. I don't they if they don't win at home though in game one, they're not winning the series. It, it's it's going to come down to what happens in game one. Like that yeah. is pure. 
but I think even more so. So I so we're both taking Danbury with that. Um but I think even more so the series we all expected. But oh boy. Okay. Okay, I actually have a question. I'm not gonna try to diminish Danbury or Beamton with this. Mm-hmm. Is what we're seeing in the Continental Division Finals is that our cup decider? Uh, no, because no. I think I, I still think Danbury has a very good chance. I, I, yeah, I, I have to agree. I just wanted to I wanted to poke your brain here there because ooh, it's gonna feel like it though. It's gonna feel like it. Oh no, yeah, no, no. Let me just say, I think the Continental Division. I think whoever wins, they're gonna be extremely beat up. That's, because I there's a, there's like there's like an over thirty percent chance like that there's a brawl, like like these two teams hate each other and like we haven't said Carolina Columbus. These two teams were neck and neck down the stretch. They had to play multiple games against each other for a couple weekends. It barely and Carolina barely edged out Columbus to get that top seed, and I'm sure Columbus wants to get them back for that because they had held that all year. All freaking season, and Carolina swooped in at the last moment to steal it right under their dragon claws, mm-hmm. like that. And that's the thing. They so now they only have one home game though, but that's the important part now. Columbus has that game one home game. They have to win. If you lose at home to Carolina and go back to Winston Salem, it's not impossible, but you're gonna have a hell of a tougher time trying to do claw your way back into that into that series yeah you are that that's very true like that's uh, that's where that one point that that this past those past couple weekends before the playoffs started really come into play because you have basically put yourself in a spot where if you don't win that game game one at home you put yourself in a really screwy spot yeah but but Columbus wins. I think they have a they, like it's, I even more so than the Danbury Bantam series. It's going to come down to Carolina Columbus in Game One at the Columbus Civic Center because I don't see the winner of Game One giving up two straight losses mm. afterwards. I don't see that happening. That's why I'm thinking like I could. Oddly enough, I can see that more so happening in the Danbury series, especially if Beampton wins in game one. But in Carolina Columbus, with how even those two teams are, I don't know. I don't know. Like that it that's where the home ice really comes into play. Yeah, I, I agree. You never want to play against Columbus at the Civic Center, but you also don't ever want to play the Thunderbirds at the Annex. Those are two hostile environments one of the one of the biggest home ice two of the biggest home ice advances in all the fed so good luck to those two teams now now who do we think is coming out of that series though Mm. this is with carolina columbus yeah it's i'm gonna go columbus by an inch i think Uh. i think it's gonna take an ot game three Oh, you're saying OT game three went out at the annex? Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> frick, frick, frick. I'm, it is, this is, it feels like whatever I'm going to say is going to be wrong. 
that's the, mm. that's the great because this year uh, this year's more than any that I think we're gonna see in these playoffs. I don't know. I'm trying. <sighs> I think Columbus gets it done on home ice, and I do think they win the series, but in two. They have shown they did so recently in the regular season, like back before the playoffs started, that they can win at the annex and play well at the annex. And I think that's going to be a contributing factor. I think they take it in two. I think by the end of Saturday, you know, I'm going to even say this with the Danbury series. I think I'm going to even predict by the end of Saturday, we will know our finals. Mm. You think so? Yes. I, so you, I, you think that all these games are going to two? Yes. It, wow. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be two gnarly close games between two fan bases who do not in each of these series that do not like each other, and two teams who do not like each other. But mm. I think we're gonna see something crazy with that. I I just feel I just I I'm I'm sure I'll be wrong. But I think Columbus gets it done at home, and then they're going to use that momentum to get it done at the Annex on Saturday. Wow. All right. I'm going Danbury in two. Sorry, Binghamton fans. And I'm going to go into Columbus in three. And and I'm going Danbury and Columbus both in two. Wow. All right. Well, we do have some quick Fed news before we talk about the SPHL playoffs. Uh, Mark, I'll let you hit that real quick. Oh, fed. Oh, yeah. So, so for those of you who are listening on your various podcast apps or Spotify, listen to us and make sure to share your friends. By the way, um, the both of the Baton Rouge pro hockey teams, both the Baton Rouge pro hockey team and the White and the Virginia pro hockey team, you can find them on Vivo Pro Hockey, are doing name the team contests. And by the time our next show happens, they. Their team name team contest will be over. So if you want to get those potential names in, you want to try your hand at what the what these two new federal prospects hockey league teams will be called, go ahead, go to their respective social media pages on Facebook, and you can try your hand. Uh, there's, I believe, the Baton Rouge one is going to be on the arena website, I believe, and the Wyville Pro Hockey one is just going to be on their post. That if you just scroll down to their uh, name team contest post, you'll find it there, and you can comment in the comments on that one where what you think the names should be. They did mention that it's going to be Baton Rouge blank and and Virginia blank. So keep that in mind when you're naming the teams. Yeah, I, I've already uh, submitted mine. I'm not going to say so. No Steelers uh, for the Whitefield team. So you know, kind of interested to see what happens there on that front. Uh, Mark, have you have you submitted any names yet? I I I don't okay. Like I have a couple ideas of what they could be called, but I mean, like okay, my I okay for Baton Rouge, I really want them to be called the Baton Rouge Red Sticks, just so we call them the Red Stick Red Sticks, just for just for stitch and giggles. Mm. I I would I would love that. That's just my silly name, and then Virginia. 
Ooh, okay. Here's here's a funny name. Here's a really funny name, but I think could work well with like their little history with certain things. The Virginia Visitors. The, 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 the Visitors? That sounds like a road team name. Exactly, but that's why it's funny. But the Visitors would be uh, an alien style theme. No, no, I, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark, but that that is that's a no. No, but I think it'd be funny though. I look. I'm just going for funny names. Hmm. Eh, eh, yeah, yeah, I got to disagree. Let, let's let's talk about the SPH on that. That's not, oh yeah, let's not. That, talk that, about that, I'm sorry, that was terrible. That's terrible. Nah. Well, you uh, gave me the mic. Uh, uh, don't well, worry. You know what else is terrible? In the arms of an angel. Hey, buddy, your team's also out, so you, uh, we're on the same uh, boat. Trust here. me, I'm doing this for both of us. I've said that already. Uh, well, let me talk about. I, I, I want to get on the soapbox real quick. Oh boy! Uh, officiating for the Friday game uh, with the Birmingham Huntsville series was absolutely atrocious. Any Bulls fan would tell you that. Any Huntsville fan would tell you that. Uh, it was that that was complete garbage. Um, there, there was way like I I, I I get playoffs. You, you let things slide because you really these are games you do not want to you know impact. But at the same time. Uh, Birmingham got away with uh, th- multiple things that led to multiple goals, uh, including a very clear goalie interference uh, on Friday, which, you know, again, that changes the game. Uh, so officiating for the SPHL playoffs, uh, you know, so far, thumbs down. Very bad. Very cringe. Doug, get some new people. All right, I'm off. Oh, geez. Okay, a losing fan, a losing uh, fan of a losing team, blame the officiating. That's all I see. Uh, uh, no, yeah. it's a, you go back. Literally, multiple people agreed with this take. Still, uh, look, I'm going to be real honest. This is so what I said when I said about the uh, Virginia, the the Roanoke Pierce series. The reason why I didn't really say who I thought was going to win mm. is because I had a sneaky feeling it was going to be Roanoke, but I didn't want to say it because I know certain people listen to this and I know they would have beat me up. <laughs> Because yeah, no, that's about what I expected. I expected a close series. Go, to, I didn't th- like. I knew both these series were going to go to three. It felt like that. Like these two teams, both had gripes against each other, but both, but both these series were revenge series for various finals. Yeah, Birmingham got their revenge for the 2019 finals, and Rona got their revenge for the 2022 finals. Now, yeah, I agree. And now, let me say this is also it's very cool that both Birmingham and Roanoke are fighting for the first cup. Um, so yeah, I, that is a, a neat little fact. You know what? Can I just say something? Okay. I'm going to go on a little bit of a soapbox thing here. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm going to actually praise the SBHL on something here. Thank you for making sure that this series is over within like a week. Game one and game five are one Thursday, then the next Thursday. Yeah. Thank you for doing that because another league that's a regional league up in Quebec has a game has a seven game finals starting up this weekend on Friday, and it if it goes to like it, they have two games a weekend, so Friday Saturday then Friday Saturday then a Wednesday and then a Friday Saturday. <laughs> wow. Yes. So that's why I looked at that like their finals that game that seven games potentially is three weekends. It's ridiculous, especially since those two teams 
like if you draw a line to them are like 31 miles away from each other. Mm. Why? There's no reason for that. No, no reason at all. So dumb. I don't care if it's just because, oh, you know, we want the weekend attendance. No, just get the frick over with. Look at the SPHL. These two teams, like, uh, that, that's, I'm sorry, that's just a little bit of a, something I actually wanted to praise for the SPHL on because I saw that earlier today with the LNAH and it just really just ticked me off. Like, why so slow? There's no reason. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, so Roanoke and Birmingham. Uh, okay, so before we actually get into them, before we actually get into them, uh, we were just talking about this before we started. So, um, both Peoria and Huntsville are probably going to be two completely different teams next year in a lot of ways. Um, yes and no for Huntsville. We we talked about this before the show, but uh, yeah. they're gonna they're be missing a lot of their usual core pieces, though. I, I, again, I won't say a lot. Mm. But Peoria definitely will be. Uh, they're losing Hageman. They're losing quite a number of players that I'm not sure I'm able to discuss right now, like on the show. But let's just say this: it's going to be a couple, a lot of new, different faces on the Riverman next year. Um, including maybe head coach. I'm that's one I'm still not sure on. Um, but it's, yeah, no, this is going to be a, you're, the Rivermen are not going to be a top four team this, next year. Mm. I don't think they will be. It's going to be just way too many new faces. Like, it's not the first time that they've gone through a big transition, but I think it's going to be the most, it's like going to be the most dramatic transition. I think it will be. And that's why I'm like, they've always finished oddly enough in first or third in the standings, not second ever, just first or third, but I don't see them getting top four. I'm not saying they're going to be on a playoff team. I think they will make the playoffs, but they will be somewhere in that five to eight range. Wow. That's, they, uh, that's interesting to hear from a, uh, from a, uh, you know, urban fan. There's just a lot. If you knew the pieces that were going to be gone, potentially you'd understand why I'm saying that a lot of big valuable pieces are either going to be like retiring or maybe going to ECHL or Europe. So, I mean, it's going to be a transition. It's going to be a thing. I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me in good or bad ways, but we'll have to see. Uh, Uh, I guess with Huntsville regarding my kind of take, Again, there's already, you know, it was basically announced, you know, start of the season. Stuart Stefan will be coming in. You know, he, again, he's already been a part of the bench for now, God, uh, since 2019. So now he, he gets to uh, be able to, I mean, he's got four seasons of experience under his belt. See, that's what, coming. so that what they've done with Stuart Stefan, who like, who was a player already for them yeah. beforehand. It's basically what I'm potentially hearing with Peoria with Hageman. But like, here's the thing, though: if you like want to compare, Stewart's been on a bench for four years. He's been under Glenn for, uh, yeah. you know, a good chunk of Glenn's career, and now he's, you know, I mean, with Hageman, if he just comes in, just sits for one season, and then Trudell, you know, leaves. I mean, 
that's not that's not the same amount of experience at all. That's not even close. Well, I know, but it's a similar style of what they're doing. Like that's true. Plus, yeah. Hagman does a lot for like uh, pure youth hockey. Like he works with Trudeau with a lot of things anyway. So hmm. I mean, it it's not it wouldn't be the first time they work together with with coaching and training and stuff. Yeah. So that's why I think it would only be like a one year because they already have so much experience with each other. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, still, I'm optimistic on the future of Huntsville. There's definitely change coming. And it's. I'm just keeping my expectations low on Peoria and Huntsville, to be honest. Like, I'm just kind of. Uh, uh, no, no, I, you, I think. You I never think know that. what. You never know what big transitions are going to do. That's well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the, you can say that. Here's the problem. Glenn is sticking on as GM, the same man who's recruited all these players. Well, next year, at least Trudell might be staying as head coach, so that will help too. And I'm sure Trudell will still help. And that, that's my little speculation that Trudell won't step away fully, fully from away from the roofman. He will still help when need be. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see him just completely leaving the roofman org entirely. You know, I, I don't see that happening. I just don't. I, I, yeah. All right. But. I well, I, like, that, that, that's it. To with that, but yeah, but now Roanoke and Birmingham. Yes. So, okay, these two teams—they're bullfighting dog, violent dogs. Who who cares with the fucking puns or anything right now? These two teams are going to have a good series. They're going to have a good series. It's not going to be like one of those like, oh boy, it's going to be a slobber knocker. Like, like okay, to be honest, it won't be like last year, where it seemed pretty obvious who was going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say that with Roanoke last year, but it, it felt pretty obvious who was going to win that series last year. Yeah, this year I have no clue, no fucking clue. Um, Birmingham is the hottest team going into the playoffs, but Roanoke has that recent experience with a lot of these pieces going to the finals. So I don't know who's going to win this. Birmingham does have home ice, but it, it they they got to win both games in Birmingham. They got to, otherwise they are going to have a hell of a time trying to win the series. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm with, I, I got I got Birmingham. You know, unfortunately, I got to go with Birmingham. <laughs> I can't. I'm a gut saying, my gut saying Birmingham, but I, I don't know. Like, like I said, Birmingham needs to win both games at home to start the series. They need to. They need to. Because I don't know they're when they go back to Roanoke. Roanoke is a whole different beast. The Rivermen will tell you that. You know, I'm going to say that. The Rivermen will tell you that. And Birmingham should know that, too. Going to Roanoke is a whole different beast. And I, so they need to make sure they win both games in Pelham. Because if Roanoke is able to get a split, Roanoke could easily take those two games at Roanoke, at, at uh, the Berglund Center. Mm-hmm. All so right. Not to be careful. So I'm going to say Roanoke in five. Um, I'm going, I'm going Birmingham in four. Ooh. You think, so you, you think Roanoke's going to have the similar pains Peoria, uh, that the same pains they got against Peoria last year? Yeah. Ooh. 
Ooh. Ooh, no, no. Okay, then I have a... Okay, then I have a silly question for you. Is Ronald going to be the new Peoria? I mean, possibly. That, that That's what you're kind of starting to say here. Mm, you you know, know, I kind of realized that just now. Peoria won their cup. They got a cup. They got one. We're, we're taking our fucking cup. We're going to take it. But, uh, oh, no. You're trying to put that curse on Roanoke? No, don't do that. No. No. You don't want that. You don't want that. Mm. You don't want that smoke. All right. Well, still, I think it's time to go and wrap this up. A, a short episode. Just, again, plow. Blame Rando. Okay, blame Rando on that one. Ah, uh, still. Look, I, right. okay, no, uh, no, I'm going to put a little context to this. We are filming this. This is now we've been filming this filmed this at like 3 30. Yes. Like it's about 4 p.m. now central because I try to bring people in. They couldn't happen. And then Redo's like, oh I I got busy. I I got stuff to do. But yeah, even though yeah, this Mark, is our Mark, podcast day. Mark, I'm I am in school. Like today I I literally so again I went to class and then I did production stuff. Then I went in then I went and filmed for like an hour. Like I, I got, I, I'm sorry, but, but there's not, well, to be, well, to be fair, there's also not a lot to talk about. Uh, upright. On that note, everyone, I'm You're, Marley just, Rando. No, no, you know, you just said a whole lot of nothing, just like the Delaware presser. Oh, oh, there that one, one Charles Penn senior is not going to be happy with that, but moving on. I'm of course been Marley Rando. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marley Rando. Not too hard. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That would be Prospector H-C-K-Y. You can follow me and check out a lot of the offseason and playoff craziness because I've always said the offseason may not be the regular season, but it's the busy season. Yes, it is. All right. We'll see you next week, guys, when we get to talk about some champions. Oh, no, not champions. Well, but SPHL champions, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe but not, not Fed. Oh, God. Fed Imagine we have to go into next week's podcast filming going into game five. Oh, oh that would be awful oh okay well uh, later later